Chapter 16 Sean entered McKinney's pub, the scene of the previous night's tirade of drinking. The pub had been built in the early 1900s, but had been remodeled several times since its inception. The dark walnut bar matched the color of the original hardwood floor. A sign behind the bar counted down the number of days until St. Patrick's Day. The pub was decorated in the theme of the region's coal mining history. Small picture frames surrounded a glass case on the wall next to the door. The case held a miner's helmet, several chunks of coal, and a newspaper article recounting the poor working conditions that the miners had to endure. The surrounding black and white photos were of the coal miners during their rare times of relaxation and personal time. A row of five cherry wood tables, each with four wooden chairs, lined the right wall. Old mining lanterns had been transformed into overhead electric lights above each table, illuminating the smoke in the room with a dim yellow glow. A soft country ballad eased from a jukebox in the far corner. The pub was occupied by approximately 20 people, one of which was Dylan. Before Sean could remove his coat, Dylan was at his side. It's 7.55, Dylan stated admonishing. You almost missed the start of free drinks. Sean stretched his neck upwards, searching the room. Where's Mincy? His head trapped in the back room, bragging about how he's buying the first $200 worth of beer again, Dylan said, referring to Ed McKinney, a Navy veteran, the owner of the bar. Ed was a descendant of the pub's founder and now held the responsibility of keeping its historic tradition alive. I'm telling you, Sean, this is going to be fucking hilarious. I bought a birthday card from your pharmacy and put money in it. I have no idea what he likes other than beer, Sean stated as he began walking down the bar with Dylan. That's all I did, Dylan responded. Kneels at the other end of the bar. Sean responded with a nod as he approached the man, seated at the first bar stool. Hey, Junior, how are you? Sean asked. Hey, Sean-o! Junior exclaimed as he spun his large frame around on his bar stool to face his friend. He extended a huge hand to shake. Sean held up his hand reluctantly with his wrist still tucked against his stomach. Junior's hand shot out at it, gripping it like a vice and shaking it vigorously. Sean grimaced beneath his smile. Loved the man. Hated his handshakes. I'll be talking to you, big guy, Sean promised, patting Junior's back as he walked away. Sean continued down the bar, saying hello to the pub's regulars until he decided on a seat near the middle of the bar. He leaned back in his bar stool to wave hello to Neil at the far end. Dylan placed himself on the stool next to Sean and slapped his palm on the top of the bar. It's eight o'clock! Where the fuck is Mincy with my free beer? His comment induced laughter from the other men. Sean plucked a pretzel from the nearest bowl and focused his attention on the television screen above the back of the bar. A sports channel was reviewing the finer details of the upcoming college basketball tournament. He was immersed in the commentary when two hands gripped his shoulders. You made it! It was an unmistakable raspy voice and foul breath of Nevin Mincemoyer. Sean turned and looked up at Mincy's droopy, unshaven face. His thin black hair was slicked down flat on top of his head by gel or natural body oils. His eyelids were dark and puffy as though he suffered from insomnia. It was clear to Sean that it was one of Mincy's better days. Happy birthday, Mincy, Sean said as he handed him the card he had purchased. Sean, now you shouldn't have done that. I know you're having troubles of your own. Mincy spoke in a consistent exhale. He wrapped his arm around Sean and moved in fretfully close. But Arlen's in a much better place. I know, Sean responded civilly, but his teeth clenched in disgust. You know, I never got my invitation to the funeral, Mincy continued. Dylan jumped off his stool and put his arm around Mincy, pulling him away from Sean. Mincy, you do realize you're a dick, don't you? Please tell me you're not that stupid. Mincy chuckled. I love you too, Dylan. You're always funny and stuff. I'm glad you're here. Mincy, I want you to know you can count on me anytime you're buying, Dylan promised. Mincy stuck his thumb in the air and winked. I got you, buddy. 
Yeah, you got something, Mincy, and I don't want it. It looks incurable. Dylan put his hand on Mincy's back and gave him a subtle yet suggestive push to start him on his way back down the bar. Dylan then returned to his stool next to Sean, remaining in silence, searching for something to say. I'm sorry about that, Sean. No sweat. He means, well, it's his birthday. Guess you have to overlook the stupid shit, he says. Sean muttered with a deep sigh. Finally, the amusement of what Mincy said brushed back the painful memory. <laughs> he never got the invitation. Sean said as he began to laugh. Dylan joined in the laughter. The discomfort of the previous moment made him laugh harder than he normally would, laughing until his eyes filled with tears. Dylan wiped the corner of his eye. No oh shit, Sean, he finally managed. I'm so thankful I have you. I'm glad I have you too. Just make sure I get an invitation to your funeral. I'm not fucking coming. Sean continued to chuckle. The hours passed as the beer flowed. Mincy became more unstable with every passing drink. He pulled off his shirt at 10 o'clock and stood atop a chair to perform a loudish belly dance for the crowd that had swelled into 40 people. At 11 o'clock, he slipped on beer that he had spilled earlier and fell hard into the jukebox. The music stopped and the lights slowly faded out. Ed came from behind the bar and checked to make certain that it was still plugged in. Everything appeared proper except the machine's operation. Ed threatened Mincy to stop the party unless he calmed himself. Sean mingled occasionally, pausing several times to harass Neil as he passed him to go to the bathroom, but mostly he spent the night talking to Dylan. The two men spoke of their jobs and reminisced about their days in high school until, inevitably, the conversation turned towards Sean's separation from Jennifer. I tried to talk her into getting help, Sean commented. You know, seeing a psychologist? It hasn't been that long, Dylan responded. You really think she's losing it? I hate to say it, Dylan, but I think she's going crazy. The smell of body odor, born of stale beer, became apparent as Mincy pushed his way between Sean and Dylan. Mincy looked at Sean with glassy red eyes above his crocked smile. Well, I say Jennifer can be as crazy ahead as she wants. Long as that hot little bitch is still crazy in bed, it's okay by me. Like fingernails scratching across the chalkboard is not the sound of Mincy's voice that raised the hair on the back of Sean's neck. It was the impudence of his words combination of the wrong words spoken at the wrong time. The level of Sean's frustration went from zero to intolerable within the span of a single phrase. Dylan could see Sean's nostrils flaring and his eyes widened as Sean hopped down from his barstool. Dylan jumped up, but he could not reach Sean round Mincy. The wild and transfixed look in Sean's eyes never registered danger in the alcohol-enriched brain in Mincy's head as he continued to laugh hysterically at his own joke. Sean often stated there were two different kinds of men in this world. Those who talk about fighting, and those who fight. Sean was never one to talk. The broken tooth gaping smile on Mincy's face failed to remove itself before Sean's fist slammed into the nose above it. The fist clutched nearly four months of torturous pain and carried rage in between each whitened knuckle. The force of its blow sent Mincy stumbling backward into Dylan. The two men fell onto the table behind them, sending splintering wood and shards of beer-coated glass into the air as the table gave way under their weight. Before Sean could take another step, Neil had navigated his way down the bar and slammed his shoulder into his brother's chest. Neil locked his arms around Sean, driving him out through the front door and into the cold winter night. What the fuck are you trying to prove? Neil shouted as he stood face to face with his younger brother. Sean reared his fist back, poised to attack. I'm gonna forget you ever did that, Neil stated firmly as Sean cautiously lowered his guard. I'm warning you, Neil, don't push me, Sean spat. The two brothers stood inches apart, wondering if each other would actually hit the other. They had many fistfights as kids, but never as men. 
I know you're hurting, Sean, but your loss does not constitute heartbreak for everyone else. You can't expect people to always watch what they say around you. You, can't, you came here knowing that this was Mincy's night. You knew he would be hammered at his worst. Well, if it's a dog, it's gonna bark. Did you hear what that fucker said about my wife? Sean shouted, pointing towards the pub. He paused, trying to control his temper. I'll not let anybody get away with that. You have to watch your temper. You've always had a problem. Oh, spare me your fatherly lecture. You never quite filled the shoes. Hey, I tried to help raise you the way Pop would have wanted. I'm sorry if that's inconvenienced you. Inside, Mincy lay on top of Dylan as he repeatedly shouted, What the fuck did I do? Crimson flow of blood poured from the both of Mincy's nostrils. His eyes displayed a drunken gauge, but the alcohol could not subdue the pain that seemed to vibrate throughout his entire head. You pissed him off, you stupid shit, Dylan snapped as he struggled to slide out from under Mincy, his legs still trapped under Mincy's upper torso. Get the fuck off me before I hit you too. Christ, Mincy, you're bleeding all over my new pants. Mincy struggled to get to his feet and stumbled into the arms of Ed. Let's get you back to the bathroom check that nose of yours, Ed told him. I think it might be broken. Dylan got up to his feet and looked around for Sean. Where'd Sean go? Neil took him outside to cool off, Junior commented. Dylan started to head for the door until Junior grabbed his arm. Stay in here. It's a family thing now. It's best we stay out of it. Let Neil talk to him. Dylan nodded in agreement. Outside, Sean responded to Neil's statement. I'm getting tired of your constant criticism of me. You're always half up my ass about everything I do. Let me ask you a question, Neil. Have I ever done anything right in your eyes? Neil softened his stance, knowing that he had been hard on Sean in the past. Do you want to know the truth, Sean? Before tonight, I have always looked up to you. Sean clenched jaw slackened. Yes, I wish I were half as popular as you are. People love you. Neil paused for a moment and then continued. I I, I guess I I push you too hard sometimes, but I'm just trying to help you. I feel guilty. I have memories of Dad. You never had his guidance in your life. I'm only trying to teach you what he taught me. Sean stepped back and stared down the dark street, searching for the right words to say. His hands no longer clenched, resting on his hips. He did well by me, Neil. He finally managed. Hey, I love you, little brother. I love you, too. Sean said, turning his gaze back to Neil. (laughs) Man, you really inherited Pop's temper. Neil stated with a smile. You can sure as hell throw a punch like Pop could. That looked like a Barry Bonds home run in there. Two brothers now stood together in laughter. Lucky for Mincy, Dylan played air traffic controller and at least helped him land. Sean laughed for a moment and spoke. (laughs) Oh shit, Neil, he sighed. (sighs) Think I should go back in there and apologize to Mincy? I think Mincy would wet himself if he saw you walk back in that bar. You... Head home. I'll go back in and clean up this mess. I'll tell Mincy you're sorry and that you'll talk to him tomorrow. All right. Tell Ed I'm sorry about the table. I'll I'll pay for it. Don't worry about it. You go home, get yourself some sleep, stay out here for a minute. I'll go in and get your coat. Sean nodded his head and stared, once again down the vacant street. Yeah, don't mind if I do. A shiver down the length of his body reminded him of the frigid chill of the air. The invasive cold stung his flesh as it permeated through the woolly cotton of his gray Penn State sweatshirt. Mincy's blood now dotted an elliptical pattern surrounding the letters A-T-E. Neil returned, handing Sean his coat. 
Sean shrugged into the sleeves and walked toward his truck as he pulled the keys from his coat pocket. Isn't Gail's house within walking distance? Neil yelled after him. I think you've had too much to drink. Why don't you leave your truck here? Sean tossed the key slightly into the air, bouncing him against his palm. The thought of walking back in the morning cold to retrieve the truck was not appealing. But he's not in any mood to discuss the matter further. Okay. Makes you happy I'll leave the truck here? Nice night for a walk. Neil smiled and nodded his approval before he disappeared into the bar. Sean tucked his hands inside his coat pockets and walked down the street. His mind began to replay the past. He was frustrated with himself for not being able to control his temper. The anger he had felt towards Mincy had now turned inward. It was not anger for what he had done at the bar. Mincy had clearly provoked him. Sean was punishing himself for the last moments of Arlen's life. His mind played out in fragments. A strobe of images began flashing through his thoughts. The burning wave of rage that took control of his rational thought. Flash. The look of terror in Arlen's eyes as he cowered inside the tub. Flash. His son's body hopelessly submerged. Sean shook his head in a desperate attempt to clear what was forming in his mind. But the memory played on, burrowing deep into his conscience. Sean knew that sleep would not come easy. He decided to stop and purchase a six-pack of beer before turning in. I need this to help me sleep. 